welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. And in episode 23, we get an interesting card along with some backstage stuff for the January 27th show at the Osaka Edeon? What? Arena. What? Edeon? Edeon. We have a triple tag match, four tag matches, and a singles match with the Goddess of Stardom and the World of Stardom Championships on the line. Right off the bat, we are put into a backstage shenanigans type event with Kegitsu giving us a tour. All while some prep stuff is going on with the different factions. Neat. Neato. So, yeah, the first little video that we have this week, month, month? This week, is, month. Is <laughs> uh, Kegitsu's Backyard 2, which sounds like, you know, they're going to be beating up homeless people in the alleyway out back, but it's not. What it is is... They sold special Kegetsu seats to this show. And if you bought those Kegetsu seats, her words, not mine, you got to actually tour the arena beforehand and see all the different people doing what they do for warm-ups and everything. Kegetsu seats sounds like, uh, in order for these people to know exactly where they're going to find these seats or sit them, her face is pasted somewhere on the seat. Is that what happened? No. They love her there. It's her It's her hometown crowd, right? Oh, yeah. It is her and hometown. so she likes to do something for them. And she said since it was so popular the first time they did it, and it sold out, like, really quickly that wow. they decided to do it again, and this time film it and, you know, bring us along and let us see it as well. The Kagitsu experience. <laughs> yeah. So what do you get for this experience? Well, we got to see Jungle Assault Nation run laps around the building. Okay. We got to see QQ play Leapfrog in the weirdest version of Leapfrog I've ever seen as they were standing sideways instead of forward. And they didn't, like, crouch down. They were just kind of bent over a little bit. So they were having to, like, jump over each other and then run to the front of the line and then have someone jump over them. A little Maybe weird. Maybe it's not Leapfrog. Maybe it's a grasshopper jump or something. Maybe. They didn't translate. They didn't say. <laughs> In the background, you can see what appears to be stars stretching in the ring. And about this time is when the fans start coming in as well. And it's kind of weird because they're just kind of milling about taking photos as they warm up. Um, the wrestling con. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, I don't know, like cool, but weird. Like, I mean, we would definitely do this, but yeah. weird. We then see Jan is now done with their laps around the building and they're doing stretches as well as vocal warm-ups. As someone who's done some theater stuff, kudos. Like, I recognize, like, they were in Japanese, so I didn't fully recognize. This sounds something I, out of a dream. Yeah, it was. it's kind of a fever dream. And while they do their vocal warm-up, Storms, Stars, Storms, Storms, <laughs> Stars starts to do arm drag drills in the ring. Okay. So they're, like, taking turns. You know, like, old football drills where you, like, hit each other and then you move to the back of the line and the next yep. They're doing that, but with arm drags. Right. It's like, okay, that's cool. Then they start running the ropes. They're just running back and forth as fast as they can, trying not to hit each other. Until Tam tags in, and she's not quite running as fast as Hanan is, and they just kind of give up after that. Sounds like a version of basketball warm-ups. Yeah. Then, as they finish running the ropes, they leave the ring... And fans make their way into the ring, as well as Kegitsu, and Kegitsu takes a big group picture with everybody. And that's what your Kegitsu seats get you. It's still neat. I mean, for a fan, that's 
something you'd love to do is your your favorite wrestler to take you on a tour and have you experience what it's like to step into the ring. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like if Kengetsu showed up like tomorrow and was like, "Hey, come with me," like I'm going, like I'm I'm kidnapped, <laughs> whatever. You made her sound like Willy Wonka. Come with me, right? But like dangerous Willy Wonka with a gun. <laughs> Just like get in the van. I'm like, so, okay. So it's Kigitsu. So instead of the can and him falling over, it's Kigitsu with a gun? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's spitting mist in my face. I'm like, yes! <laughs> no. It's harder than it looks. So yeah, so that was what we started off with. The Kigitsu Backyard 2. Our first match is a triple tag match with the sisters of Hana, Hina, and Rina going against the Jan trio of Gorilla, Monster, and D... 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 No, Kaori. Oh, my God. Take three. I know know Matt will cover it, but I find it a bit humorous that Jan let the first full pre-match segment with Gorilla happen while letting her carry the torch on it. There's a lot of promo stuff that I'm going to bring up in this one that I think are some firsts. Starting which, we shoot to the Stars locker room with Hanan, Hina, and Rina. Usually it's Hanan and Rina that lead these, but... Today, Hina does the promo, and she says, we're at Osaka Edion Arena, the first time for Hina and Rina, the first time for we three sisters at Edion, and we're going to work hard together. Sisters all together, hey, let's go. So it's nice to see Hina do the full promo as well, kind of going off of what you were saying. And then, yeah, Saya led it, not much had to be said. It's my third match. Oh, they do the Jan intros, like they always do. Then she says, it's my third match, my Osaka debut, and I want to do my best. And then they all go, Jungle, go. Meanwhile, Utami, still not getting to speak. Utami wasn't in this match. I'm talking about from all the previous episodes we've done. No, that's fair. We have some fun facts before the the match starts here. Okay. Uh, It appears that Rina has lost her gi. Uh Uh-oh. Hanan and Hina have theirs on. Rina didn't notice that. Maybe it was retired from the last... Uh, maybe the- there's a couple of weird costume things i think like i don't know if maybe like some bags were low i don't know that I, weird. I didn't find anything i did look yeah and also it's the first time the sisters don't sneak attack before the bell rings <laughs> they actually let the match start good lord and then they sneak attack. Uh, oh, oh okay it's a delayed sneak attack yeah into the entrances of the sisters and crap it's side mounted camera and someone who appears to be knockoff race car ref he will be known as Ford Ref. I thought he was Chucky. Ford Ref? Ford. 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 Why is it Ford Ref? Please explain. Because, like, a race car is good. Okay. Ford is not. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't call him Dodge Ref or something. Ain't that bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I thought it was Chunky Ref. Chunky Ref. Like some peanut butter with some extra chunky in there. Oh. Also, did you notice we have, we have male ring announcer back? Yes. He's wearing the same purple shirt and yellow tie that he always wears. Yes. Is he you? Is he I know, you? right? <laughs> he only wears one thing. Every time he's on the show, he's wearing the exact That's same, same thing. thing. Hats off to you, ref. Yeah, just like Waldo. He's got one outfit. He loves it. He's happy. But I bet it's like a secret thing. Like you open up his closet and there's like 15 different of the same outfit. <laughs> you know what? I've done that. And yes, it mm. does look like that. Nice, lively crowd for everything going on, too. I really wish we could get that back with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Mention it. We'll get shadow banned again. Yeah. You've been shadow banned? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because we support Sonic, not Shadow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sega references. Love them. 
Ford Ref checks for domestic objects, and we get all-around handshakes to start off with Gorilla and Hina. Yep. Collar and elbow lock up into a wristwatch trade-off between the two, and this seems to be the right call starting Gorilla off with one of the sisters so that she can get into the rhythm of things. Yep. They wrestle to a standoff and round of applause, but as Hina is looking for a towering test of strength, the rest of Jan rush in and lay the beat down on her to a nice picture spot. Yeah, Jungle with the sneak attack. That's what I meant earlier. It wasn't the sisters who snuck attack this time. Jungle did it. So it's rubbing off. Yeah. Hina finally breaks away and the sisters all get a surround sound dropkick to Jan. Okay, they use the turnbuckle camera to give us a bird's eye view of the dropkick train being done. That made me chuckle. There's a couple good, it's, it's used a couple good times. I didn't like it at first because we've had camera issues in the past. Yeah. But... Throughout the night, this side camera on the turnbuckle. There were three or four good yeah. moments. With Monster and Kyori out of the ring, the sisters take control momentarily by putting Gorilla into leg bars number 8 and 12 and our bar number 87. Yep, our favorite. Finally straightened out, Rini gets tagged in and goes after Gorilla and gets in a nice looking hip toss. She goes for a body slam, but Gorilla rolls it into a schoolgirl and follows up with the dropkick after Rina kicks out. Monster is in, and she just knocks down Rina for an Osaka crab while Kaori comes in to assists yeah carrie comes in yells at rena points at her then grabs raka's back and pulls her further back into the crab before inviting saya into the ring to do the same thing so she can go back yelling at yes Rina. yeah while ford ref is distracted the sisters try to take control again but monster just bowls them all over with a crossbody she manages to tag in kaori who goes straight for the clavicle chops i have to hand it to the sisters here they're working really well together to try to, to get the pin on Kaori. This is the one where Rena hits the very smooth Irish whip counter into a pin. Like, all the sisters took turns trying to pin. Yes. So, yes. yeah. Look <laughs> this part up. Rena does a really cool, like, Kaori goes to whip her into the ropes. And then she, like, ducks under it and swings back around for a really cool little roll-up attempt. Triple Russian leg sweep from the sisters to Jan. Or a tried judo throw. Okay. And Hanan with an impressive snap suplex to Kaori. Bit of a gentle tap on the breakup here. Yeah. Yeah. The sisters focus on Monster for some reason, and during all of that, it allows Kaori to roll up Hanan for the three in 615. I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite match we've ever watched, and it took me a minute to get into it. It is what it is. Decent opener. I'm still sticking with the whole, I am holding my breath for the, the twins or the triplets because... It's been a progression for them, and I'll leave it at that. Wait for four more years into this show. You'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad opener and was paced pretty well for what it was. It started quiet with the pure wrestling, but both teams had the crowd in it pretty early on, and it kept them throughout it. They, they have a really good crowd at this at this place tonight. Next up is the tag match with the team of Oido Tav, Jamie and Natsu, going up against stars of Alex and Saki. So we shoot over to the Oedeotai locker room where Natsu says, and this is again another difference of opinion, not difference of opinion, a difference of how the interviews have been going lately. Mm -hmm. Usually Jamie's been leaving them since she's debuted, but this time it's Natsu, and Natsu is saying, today I'm with Jamie and Osaka. Good, good. Originally we had a three-way but now that we are partners, everyone is going to be satisfied. I think there was some innuendo here with the way she was talking. Um, is that okay? No dissatisfaction. Let's do this. Let's do it. And then Jamie just makes loud noises at the camera. <laughs> I don't know if she was trying to actually say something or what. She was just... <laughs> so we went from the 
Several noses in the face to noises. Yeah. Oh, give me a give me a give me a grimace. Rubble rubble cheeseburger. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We then shoot over to Saki who says, Today it's our second time teaming. What are we? Team Pink? Then they awkwardly fist bump each other. Oh my goodness. And this is another thing, because usually Alex has been leading them as well since she's been over there. So the fact that Saki's leading it is uh, also different. Um, they do an awkward fist bump and then yell Team Pink really loudly. So it's going to be like, I think everybody's like hopped up on caffeine or something. Something's in the air. They're all just screaming. I imagine this fist bump was where one of them tried to bump high and the other one tried to bump low and they kept trying no saki went to bump high and then alex didn't realize what she was doing for a second and then was just kind of like and then fist bumped her then it got slightly weirder because from the fist bump saki lowers her hand as if she's holding a microphone which she's not but i gotta give her props and i have that in my notes here because it actually queued up alex on when to start talking True. And it's the first bilingual promo we've had at Stardom that didn't get walked all over by each other. And oh yeah, kudos to Alex. She also pretended that she was holding the microphone yeah. and spoke into the invisible microphone. So, so all right. tip of the hat to the Stars team here. Yeah. They, well explained. And she so Alex says, Saki and I have proved that we are undefeated and we can continue to plan the pink power. More loud noises. Robble, 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 robble. I like that alliteration. Plan the pink power. Yep. So, it's almost time for one of my favorite things that has ever happened in stardom. What's that? After Odeotai makes their way to the ring, we cue up Saki's theme song. And I do believe this is the first iteration of Natsu lip-syncing and dancing along (laughs) to Saki's entrance to taunt her. This is going to start a great feud that's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, Natsu starts lip-syncing the entrance, and Saki seems a little confused. Like, maybe it's not planned. But she seems okay with it at first. But yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever seen this happen. On top of this, as the song ends, the crowd goes nuts. Like They loved it. They were 100% behind it. They give her loud applause. She actually bows to everybody before they can even get into the actual ring inductions. Like, it was a good spot. Like, it was entertaining to watch. And not just like, I'm um, singing the song. Like, she was into it. And like, rah, 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 knew the words. And like... It was well, good. There's no half-assing this then. No, and then Jamie started playing air drums. It was it was phenomenal. We also get another great first moment here. You had brought this up in the past, uh-huh. so you'll be happy to know. Jamie earned her first ribbons. Oh, that's right. They threw ribbons for Jamie, and not that's only right. did I notice, Jamie noticed, and she was really happy <laughs> and like gathered them up. She got them autographed and put them on a memory box. Bro. Yeah, Natsu once again fighting the people trying to take the ribbons out of the ring. Keep it up, Natsu. Alex also gets her first ribbons, and she's also very pleased and or recognizes that this is an awesome thing. Mm. I think she's gotten like a ribbon or two, but this was like she got ribbons this time. Mm. Um, she was happy. <laughs> then Saki gets her ribbons. Okay, it's a whole different level of ribbons. Are these ribbons in the shape of Waldo's fists as he just shakes them in the air? No, this this <laughs> this was reminiscent of the scene from Entrapment where like the lasers are all over the ring. And Jamie noticed this as well and pretends to trip and fall over them and get tangled up in them. Great comedy. Great little spot before the match actually starts. And then Natsu climbs up and gives a kiss to the weird camera. Sure. Oh, oh, and then <laughs> no helpful subtitle guy here. But Natsu starts talking mad to Alex. Okay. Who does not understand. Right. But luckily she has Saki 
the savior in her corner. Saki the savior. So Saki starts whispering in her ear. So Alex starts yelling back whatever Saki's. So they're going back and forth with Natsu getting madder and madder and Alex saying whatever Saki tells her to. Which leads Saki or leads Natsu into a trap because she finally gets mad and rushes forward only to get taken out by the stars team. Whoop! While Oedotai was coming out, they do cut over to the corner camera, and Ford Ref is standing there, staring off into space. Yeah. Announcer, too, at first, yeah. whenever uh, Natsu was doing the uh, the song and everything. Natsu tries to start off a bit too early, and is double Irish whipped for troubles. But Jamie is in quick to keep the scales tipped, and it allows Natsu to start take, taking it to Saki. Good. Natsu walks her over to the corner, and Jamie starts putting the boots to her. Good. Dip job from Jamie to Saki. Good. I, I imagine you in the rain sometimes when you when she when she comes out just. <laughs> he just blames the rain on Saki. He blames the. He's like I'm wet. Thanks a lot, Saki. <laughs> I'm out of gas. Thanks a lot, Saki. Dab suplex out of the corner in a failed pin attempt sees Natsu come in with the whip and she wallops Saki with it as she's coming running off the ropes. Good. Good. She did, she, she did it out pretty quick too. Yeah. Like she was she did good to keep it away from the ref. Saki is trying to regain sense as Natsu goes for the washing machine. Saki rolls out. Bad. Bad. Nice bulldog series from Saki in the camera corner. The springboard corner? Yeah. Yeah, when she did the double scream, double springboard bulldog right in front of the camera, it yeah. looked really good. Yeah, I'm starting to like the camera placement now because of that. It's just, I wish they had a better camera. Yeah. It's just kind of not a good camera. Recently signed Women of Wrestling star Alex is in and she gets a little offense on. But Saki is back at it with a failed body slam pickup. Natsu easily belly to bellies her over. When Jamie is in, she snaps suplex Saki into the corner. Good. This is the bad, nasty turnbuckle spot. Yeah. To where you sounded like a bell went off. Yeah. What was that? If you watched, because I watched it back four times because I was curious. Such force and only her feet hit the ropes. And it just happened so hard that it actually rang the turnbuckle or the the bell. The, 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 no, the, the, the post. Wow. Like it like jerked it. That really? Yeah. And it made a noise? The it was very noise? loud. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, it was a bell, and I just couldn't... No, I thought Saki's feet were actually hurt from it. Wow. But she was up pretty quick. I won't say a good spot, because it could have been very dangerous, but like... It was a very cringeworthy spot. But it was... It, I mean, yeah. Oh. I have to say, this is a good showing from Saki, as Jamie is holding on for dear life in the corner and trying to hold Saki in place for the washing machine. Against wrestling logic... It works. I love this spot. And, like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was going to wait till the end of the match. Jamie and Natsu is my favorite pairing right now. They worked off of each other so well during this match. They were complimenting each other. It was really entertaining. And then you have this spot where Saki's about to break free, but instead she grabs onto Saki and falls back into the corner and begs Natsu to do the washing machine. And Natsu's like, no, 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 I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, no, do it for the team. And so we get the double washing machine that apparently Jamie got the worst out of. But she did it for her team. Good teamwork. Good job. Ten on ten, her Karana off the top turnbuckle from Saki to Jamie. And as Jamie is laid out on the ropes, Alex lands a 979. Followed by a simple yet effective foot to the face from Saki. And she is going to town on Jamie. Saki does her double foot stomp off the top to Jamie, but it's not enough. Alex follows with a Shining Wizard, but Natsu breaks it up just in time. This Shining Wizard, again, right into the weird camera, the best spot of the whole night. Just because of the way the camera was set up, you got to actually watch her come in near in the face. It was like the perfect angle. Everything was great on it. 
Big boot from Saki to Jamie, but Jamie kicks out of Alex's pin. As Natsu clears the ring of Saki, she hits a weird-looking lifting knee to the midsection and gets the three in 8.02. Yeah, the one hiccup in the match. That was supposed to be the Falcon Arrow backbreaker um, that she also attempted on Alex, I think, in the last show and kind of the same results. Uh, it still looks like a devastating finisher, oh, so yeah. it's not like, oh my god. And like I said, they didn't get up and try it again. They hit a move, it worked, Penner, get out. So I'm with you. I'm ready to see more of the Natsu Jamie tag team. Yeah, 100%. And I have to give a tip of the hat to Alex and Saki for putting on a decent team show in here as well. Yeah, they. I don't think they have the chemistry of the other team. No. But there's still something there that, like, I mean, spoilers. If Alex had stayed in stardom longer, I think that would have been a really good team. Yeah. But Jamie and Natsu, for some reason... Just immediately good team. It's insane. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you because anywhere Alex is put, it's always a good show. So No, I'm saying it was good. It just didn't have the same chemistry that Natsu and Jamie Doesn't had. matter. You're you know right. Why? It's Saki's fault. Do you know why? Because Giggo. QQ, Konami, and Izumi confidently bring us into the next match as they go up against Arisa and Starlight Kid of Stars. Yeah, we shoot back to the QQ locker room where Konami says we're in Osaka and it's the Konami... Azumi tag team. We fight Kid and Hoshika. Actually, we face them many times. Right, Senpai? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Senpai like your teacher? Teacher. So Azumi's her Senpai? Doesn't it also count for someone who's older than you? Yeah, yeah but Azumi's like 10 years younger. It doesn't match either rule I here. think there's a, there's a, it depends Azumi on. Azumi has been wrestling longer. Is that who she And is Senpai? also, yeah. And okay, is also the is. leader of QQ. It's just weird to watch somebody older and talented calling somebody younger who's still also talented. I think the rule has to do with either they're older or more experienced. We'll go with more experienced then because she has been wrestling longer. Okay. Exactly how many times have we fought these guys? We know these guys well enough. We should end it quickly. Then both QQ members say, let's go. Heading over to the stars of Arissa and Kid. Kid has new hitchhiking material today as Arissa has a Tam doll. They tell us the towel is 3,000 yen, which is about what you pay for one today on their merch site. You can also spend 920 yen on www.startup-world.com. How much yen was that? 920. No, the other one. 3,000. That's not a lot of yen at all. For an excellent streaming service. Brandon in Georgia asks, how can I get startup streaming services? Well, Mr. Brandon, be sure to pay attention to the credit card input fields as the expiration date field asks for the two-digit year and then the two-digit month. Gets people every time. Fought me for three months. And then, for everything 2017 and on, there's an 87% accurate English subtitle for it. Pound sign, Renegades, all the belts. Yep. Renegades, what? All the belts. All the belts. Uh, They're still currently the longest reigning Mission Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions of all time. Don't know if you know this. Also, simultaneously, the oldest and the youngest Mission Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions of all time. Haven't been defeated. (laughs) Go Renegades. Yeah, so as he said, we shoot over to the Stars locker room, and they are showing off towels, and I gotta say it, a creepy-ass-looking Tam doll. That is a creepy doll! That's like, <laughs> Chucky would run from that thing, man. That thing was, like, weird. Starlight Kid says, today we're at Osaka Edion. There's some very weird noises from Arissa at this point. I don't know helpful subtitle guys. I don't know what animal she was doing this time. Again, I don't know who spiked their beverages, but like everybody's just making loud noises and just. Wow. Insert boom out. 
Okay. Damn costume, man. I'm to put on the dang old mind, man. Because I'm trying to get out of this box, man. So, whoa, man. Going to play take a board, man. It's my first time teaming with Hoshiki-san, Star, and Light. We now do get a helpful subtitle guy who lets us know that Hoshi means star in Japanese. So they are literally Star Light as a team. They are Starlight, and she is Starlight. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I just made up some English, Starlight says. Then Arissa says, I thought we were born under the same star. Starlight Kid says, we're the Starlight Tag, and my towel was released today. Arissa says, that's cool. It'll fit perfectly on my head, because that's the first thing I think of when I see a towel. I think of just waving it in the air and twirling it around for a fellow egg. Yeah. No, she's like, I'm going to tie it on my head. In her defense, if you see the towel, it's got a picture of her mask on it uh-huh so starlight kid helpfully points out that you can center that part you can put it right here arissa says how much is it sok says three thousand yen please buy one arissa says and tam dolls too starlight kid says and arissa's hoodie arissa says please buy stars merch both of them okay let's win <laughs> all right She's got it tied around her head. They're wearing sake shirts. They've got little glow stick stardom stuffs. The towels. They've got it all. They're like hawking merch left and right. We don't have merch yet, but you can check out the Renegade Twins and pick up a new t-shirt if you need one. Or Mission Pro. They have great merch too. That's it for the intros. Go ahead. QQ is having none of the handshakes tonight, and Arisa gets ready to square off with Konami to start this off. The crowd is conflicted early on on this one. Yeah. A kicking contest starts the ladies off instead of the normal collar and elbow, and these ladies aren't holding back. Cut over to corner cam, and board ref seems to be paying a little attention as both teams swap out for the high-speed portion of this match and have lost him completely. I was a little surprised, too, because I'm like, why would anybody want to have a kick contest with Arissa? And then I was like, oh, uh, it's Konami. Yeah. <laughs> Konami gets a few slight digs in on Kid from the outside while Izumi is taking her to task. Completely unnecessary, too. Like, that kick to the back... Did not change what was about to happen at all. Azumi was in complete control. Konami being a dick just to be a dick. And Azumi lays in a springboard stomp on the kid's foot that looks absolutely painful. Yeah. Azumi tags in Konami and she is taking her time trying to pull Kid apart. Kid manages to break away long enough from Konami to tag in Arisa. She comes in and starts rapid fire kicking Konami in the corner. Azumi tries to tip the scales and Arisa is wise to it early on. There was a nice double drop kick from Arissa to the both of them, and that's enough to convince Azumi to stay out of the ring for a minute. Amazing looking stutter kick here to Konami. Here's what's even more amazing. Did you notice she didn't actually hit her? I only know this because there was no sound. She kicked her so fast and so quick that it did not make a sound. So I watched it back, and there's just the briefest, briefest little sliver of light shining through showing that she didn't actually kick her, which is kind of more impressive that she was able to do it that fast and that quick. And this actually reminded me of something. There was an old Western called Trinity Rides Again. In every movie, he would do this thing where like, he would just be all lazy and sitting there eating beans. And then another cowboy would come up and be like, I want to fight you, cowboy. And then try to draw. But before he could even reach his gun, Trinity would just slap him so fast, pull his own gun out and like point it at him and just scare the dude off because that's how quick he was and how accurate he was. And it reminded me so much of Arissa that I'm going to need you to get a copy of this and Photoshop Arissa as a cowboy kicking people with their guns. I don't see how. Okay. Hmm. 
Arisa's up for the flying stutter kick and connects, but it's not enough to secure the win. Konami combat rolls out of the way of a red and Arisa. See, it finally had a use this time. And Konami just cleans Arisa's clock here. Azumi mm-hmm. is in quickly after that and spins, flips, kicks, and dazzles all over the ring. Right before Azumi has Arisa down on the mat to go up top, she slaps the taste out of Arisa's mouth. Jeez! Yeah. But the follow-up flying stomp looked like Arisa just caved her head in. Poor Arisa here. Yeah. Arisa finally slows down Azumi with a stutter kick, but she kicks out at two. So Kid is tagged in to show off some more high-speed wrestling between the two. And the crowd is absolutely into it. 8166 from Kid to Azumi, followed by a standing moonsault. Not enough, so Kid nails the perfect plex. Still not enough. Kid goes up top for the spinning frog splash. Connects, but Konami breaks it up. Arisa clears her out as Kid tries for the top rope moonsault. Azumi was able to move out of the way and get the schoolgirl pin for the three in 852. I'm going to take it from, from you right here for a moment. Okay. This is for you, TK. Leaving out punches and kicks, SLK with a leg hook swinging neck breaker into a tiger faint kick, standing moonsault, Key Sherman, or the cross-legged bridging fisherman suplex into a 180 or 180 degree frog splash, miss with a second rope moonsault into an Azumi, Azumi Sushi for the win. And if this episode is late, it's because it took us that long to figure out all those moves. Yay! Learning this one on you, TK791. This match had a not-so-hidden purpose, and it did it did it to absolute perfection. The whole point, to me, was to give Azumi and Kid the spotlight with the added name value of Arisa and Konami. Everyone did everything right in this match, and I'd even go so far as to say that this is a textbook example of how you should elevate stable members without having to, quote, sacrifice anyone. Yeah. No, it was a really good match. I can imagine TK already has his response ready to press enter to. I was right on all of those. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was right on all of them. The next match was supposed to be for the Artist of Stardom titles, but Hana points out that Sadie is off on a family emergency. As we stated two episodes back, y'all are more than welcome to research on your own and draw your own conclusions. But it doesn't short us a match on this show as Tokyo Cyber Squad of Hana and Bobby face off against stars of Mayu and Tam. Yeah, we shoot over and Hana says pretty much exactly what you said. Hello, everyone. Today we had an artist of stardom title match, but Sadie left for a family emergency, but we are going to win this new tag match today, then go to Disneyland. And then loud noises, they, Disneyland, Disneyland, Disneyland. We'll do our best. Looking forward to this. Uh, We then shoot over to Tam and Mayu, who, do you want to guess what they did? They yell at the camera. <laughs> Noises. Before Tam looks at Mayu and says, Mayu, you look cute today. Mayu says, I tried to be Tam style with a frilly costume today. Tam, oh wow, I'm happy. We're at Eddie on Arena, and it's the perfect place to be in a tag team with Mayu. We've teamed here before and won. I want to beat these different opponents today. The artist belts are on, aren't on the line anymore, but let's make an explosion anyways. Strangely, Bobby is the only one wearing a coat during all of these pre-match interviews. Well, she locked outside of the place until this the she interviews like she was took like off. Frozen, yeah, yeah, she was freezing. They were not going to have happy at Disneyland. Everyone else was here in t-shirts and wrestling gear. Poor Bobby. Uh, we also get a little bit more, again, some pre-match stuff here. As Hanan is sitting on the rope waiting for Mayu and uh, Tam to come out to open the ropes for them. Yeah. And Hana just runs over and kicks her real quick. Just because. I have a note here that says, okay, Ford Ref, I'm going to need you to find something else to do or another promotion to go ref for or something. Yeah, he can be gone. 
Yes. We also, I also want to point out that Mayu looks weird in Tam-inspired gear. Yeah, this doesn't last long. No, yeah, it almost she almost looked like Saki, but in blue. I don't know if that makes sense, but that yeah. kind of gear style. We also get more knee taunts from Tokyo Cyber Squad as they fall on the ground and hold their knee and taunt Mayu. And then I'd like to point out that Mayu cheats first. I have a note here about Mayu today. I don't know if we've ever pointed it out on the show, but Mayu's inner, I think it's left arm. Oh yeah, I had that note. I had that note later on. Yeah, here is her oh. armband slipped down. Yeah, we've known she's had it. But I don't think we ever knew about it when she got it. Yeah, they don't talk about a lot in Japanese culture because tattoos are very taboo over there. Yeah. But it, it, her armband didn't even slip down. She's wearing a lower arm guard today. We know for a fact she's had it since 2019 now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, this is another one of those things where I was thinking, did something happen with people's gear? Because like, the gear didn't really seem like it was her gear. The tattoo's on full display. Everything's a little weird. But Mayu cheats first. Go ahead. Bobby and Mayu start off, and Mayu quickly puts the crowd in her favor by being the face of all faces. Yes. Bobby tries to do the same thing, but it doesn't really work out well until she starts pouting. Pouting? Is this a tantrum? Yes. So, oh. yeah, yeah. They're, my, they're chanting Mayu, but there are there is an actual semi-vocal crowd chanting for Bobby. Right. But then they go back to just chanting for Mayu, so Bobby pouts a little bit, and they cheer for her. It actually worked. Collar and elbow lock up into waist locks and headlocks, and wristwatches. Both ladies display hold and reversal knowledge until we get a standoff. They get back to business, and Mayu stops Hana from interfering for enough time to get some assistance from Tam against Bobby. Wait, 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 wait no, 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 that's not what happened. But Hana comes into the ring and tries to throw the faces off their balance. Because Mayu called Tam into the ring to attack a helpless person, and Hana just came in to defend. Bobby tries to take advantage by attacking the left knee of Mayu. Bobby tags Hana in, and the knees are still the focus until Hana body slams Mayu in the middle of the ring for a quick, cheap taunting pin that Mayu quickly kicks out of. As Ford Ref is distracted by Tam, Hana literally digs into the face of Mayu, and the crowd eats it up. Yeah, they're doing some good, uh, like I said, the knee work is really good. It's some good cheap heel heat. Hana is on her game. Bobby's, I still don't think she's quite there, but Bobby's even growing on me because she's, she's playing, like I said, she's playing the really good evil sidekick character right now. So far, Mayu has been doing all the heavy lifting in this match. That changes as Tam comes in to try and help, but Bobby and Hana try to bow and arrow her. Bobby fails, as told to us by Hana. Yeah. I've always been impressed with Hana's ability to cover anything and everything to make it look like a natural, basic function of the match. Yeah. Tam is finally tagged in and goes after Hana. Holding on to the ropes to avoid an Irish whip, Hana enlists the help of Bobby to try and gain the upper hand. But it ends up with Tam getting them in the normal and reverse DDT. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. Yes. Double drop kicks from Tam and Mayu to Hana as she's laying in the ropes. As Tam is picking up Hana, it turns into a stiffness contest as the ladies trade elbows with each other. Hana is on the second turnbuckle for a jump down to the mat and a punch. Again, not what was planned for, but the fan wouldn't know just by watching the show live. Yeah, I had that note at the end of this. I feel like there's... And I'm not calling them botches because nobody botched, but it felt like there were a lot of hiccups in this match. But it kind of added to the realism because that's what would happen in a real fight. You're yeah. adjusting as you go along. And the fact that you had three amazingly talented people in there. And Bobby's also good. I'm not dissing her. She's just not on the level as the other three yet. They were able to cover everything in this match. It looked like almost like a real fight was going on. So Bobby lands a PKO. But because Tam has the infused power of a panda, yep. she gets up pretty quick. Bobby quickly rectifies that with a boot to the throat. Yeah. 
Bobby is finally getting her rope bouncing thing down, and it's followed up with a double-team suplex in the middle of the ring. Back body drop from Tam to Bobby. Doesn't get the follow-up three, but it was nice looking. Tam is straight up top and tries for a flying punch. Tam and Mayu Irish whip Hana across the ring, and Hana was going for the double boot to the both of them. But Tam and Mayu just moved out of the way to avoid it. That's all you gotta do. You could hear a slight yelp from Hana as she realized it too. <laughs> Mayu stands Hana up for her and Tam to hit the double super kick to keep her out of the way for a minute. They then grab Bobby for an assisted wheelbarrow suplex. Does that sound Is right? Is this the assisted DDT into the assisted alley-oop? They drop her on her head, then drop her on her back? Yes. Yeah. I, that's what I called it. Tam is setting up for the double underhook suplex. Bobby wiggles out of it and rolls Tam up for only a two. Sidekick for Tam to learn her better than that and a running knee to the face for good measure. And that gets the three and 11-15. Don't know if she's calling this yet, but the running knee is called the violet shoot. Post-match, Mayu checks in on Hana by giving her a hug. And then Hana escalates stuff for no needed reason. That's not what happened at all. No needed reason. <laughs> in all, and then, in a lovely little ending, Tam grabs Mayu's hand and they kind of skip to the back. I almost feel left out here. It was very, like, it was weird. Because she's, like, flipping her off, dropping F-bombs, and then Tam grabs her hand and they skip to the back. And it was just like, I'm gonna what is going me. on in Japan right well, now, man? You guys and your rivalry. This it, is real. This is actually real. I'm telling the truth. It's time for the Goddess of Stardom titles to be placed on the line as QQ, Utami, and Momo defend against Jan, Jungle, and Natsuko. Speaking of tag team championships, did you know that the Renegade Twins are the first ever Mission Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions? Longest, some. longest reigning as well. Yeah, so we shoot over to the Jan locker room, and you know this is going to be a serious match because there are no Jan intros. It's just straight to Jungle saying, finally the battle is here. I have a lot of reasons I want to beat those two, so I plan on getting the win today. Natsuko says this is a unit battle, but there is some personal stuff going on here too. I'm going to do my talking in the ring. Jungle says Natsuko and I plan on winning the belts and bringing them back where they belong. Let's go Jungle Jungle. Just straight to the point. You know they're serious. Ah. For those of you that do keep up with stardom, I'm sure that you saw the news here recently that Jungle has not retired, but has taken a sabbatical, sabbatical from stardom. Yes. We wish her all the best and hope that she finds what she is looking for. And, you know, super wish beyond wish. Come to Texas. I mean, Mission Pro is here. Yeah. <laughs> and we have the Jungle Renegade Twins. <laughs> uh, we then shoot over to Momo, who says, Here in Osaka, it's a Goddess of Stardom title defense. As we said, we don't need to fight these guys. But if we feel like it, we'll take on a challenge. We'll do our best to get our second title defense. Utami must be charged by the word in these interviews. They said it's it's weird. Like they said, very serious for the match. But yeah, it's been a weird night. We also get a little bit of weird stuff before the match starts once again, keeping the trend going. Natsuko got no streamers. They must have ran out on the people that were foreigners today. Uh, I think it was that they were holding off because Jungle got more streamers than pretty much everybody she combined. Did. Then Momo steps up to receive her streamers. And instead gets kicked in the face by two charging oh, jungle members. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that Jan's music had lyrics this time? Yes. It started off with the uh, boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. But also, no crowd work. They didn't do the normal crowd work. They went straight to the ring. They're focused. They're ready. I love this version of Jungle and Natsuko. This is like the Jungle and Natsuko who fought each other, what, three episodes ago? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. 
Pre-match pictures and presentation of the Goddess of Stardom titles begins. Introductions and what is sure to be a barn burner of a match. And thank God, old ref is out here. Yeah. Did you say barn burner? Yes, that's when you set the barn on fire. Jungle Assault Nation assault Momo while they are in a frantic rush to clear out the streamers for safety. Old ref grabs the last couple of them and is jungling Momo in the ring. Jungle is focused on stopping Momo from kicking her way to freedom during the match by focusing on those lower extremities. Very apparent as Momo goes for a kick and Jungle knocks it out of the way with her fist and you can see the pain in Momo's face. Utami is in to try and body slam Jungle. She does, but it was a challenge for her. While Utami is making Jungle humbell, Momo gets in a bit of a revenge. Osaka crabbed Jungle in the middle of the ring as she struggles to get through it to make it to the ropes for the submission break for a nice round of applause. Agreed. Snapmare takedown to Jungle from Momo for a follow-up kick to the back. Momo gets Jungle into the corner for a round of drop kicks and tries to secure the win. Jungle kicks out at two, and you can see that Momo is visibly frustrated as she tags in Utami. Jungle manages to knock Utami to the mat as they meet in the middle for a shoulder tackle meetup and gets to tag into Natsuko. And Natsuko is cleaning house and she stacks Utami on top of Momo for the running body splash on top of them both. Ow. Yeah. She slammed Utami right on top of Momo's head. And then jumped on Momo's head. She wasn't in long before Jungle is back in. Her and Utami trade elbows back and forth until Jungle lays in the haymaker. As Jungle is running off the ropes, Utami grabs her arm and does a bit of an arm drag. She follows it up with another one, and I have to say that it's pretty impressive. Did you notice that right before this when they were trading the blows back and forth? Jungle was hitting Utami so hard that at one point, I'm pretty sure Old Ref jumped over and told Utami to hit her back. <laughs> But Jungle is having none of it, and she lays Utami out with a clothesline, and the two ladies are down for a rest. Jungle has the upper hand first, and Natsuko is in with the assist with a double-team suplex. As Jungle is reaching to tag in Natsuko, Momo rushes in to prevent it from happening. Yeah. Keeping true to her name, Jungle screams her way back through a kick to the chest, and then catching Momo off the ropes for a power slam. Anything so far? Okay. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. I just watched this match from here on to the end. Continue okay. on. <laughs> Beautiful set of spears from Natsuko, but it isn't enough. A little struggle and she nails an Arn Anderson quality spine buster here. Old Ref is in to see if Natsuko is either going to tap or pass out from the choke that Momo has laid in. Jungle is in for the rescue, but is given a little grief for her troubles. As Momo and Utami try for a double team in a suplex, Jungle reverses it to the both of them. And Natsuko is right there for the follow-up spear. A rolling forward body drop sets up Momo in the corner for Natsuko to fly from the top turnbuckle for a frog splash. Utami's in just in time to stop the pin. Jungle clears her out and Natsuko is up again and to try for another one. Momo gets her knees up just in time and Utami is there to assist in a spiked B-driver. Rolling pin reversals until Jungle clotheslines Momo down for Natsuko, but she still manages to kick out. Big kick to the head to Natsuko from Momo, followed by a German suplex and all four ladies are in the ring. Utami hits a back body drop, and as Natsuko is trying to get up from the map, Momo is already flying in with the knees to the face. After some struggling around, Momo finally connects with the Peach Sunrise and gets the three in 14.09 for their second successful defense of the Goddess of Stardom Championships. I only have two things to say about this match. One, it would have been my match of the night. Spoilers, that's still to come. Two, I know we don't like to touch on modern stardom, but the longer and longer this match went, the more and more afraid I got. Because if Utami ever retires from wrestling, she's going to be an amazing artist. Because nobody draws more than her. What? 
it's a Tommy match. I really thought it was going to go to a draw. It kind of oh. took me out of the match. <laughs> Aside from a bit of chaos, this match was very well executed. Really good. And served to be a strong defense of the tag titles. Out of the gate, these ladies are showing that they are ready for anything. And it sets up the next defense against Mayu and Arisa is one to be taken even more seriously than this. We don't know that yet, though. Because after the match is over, Momo gets on the mic and says, Our second defense was a success, just like I said. I won with the Peach Sunrise. You guys were humiliated and lost your rematch. Keep trying hard to catch up to us and come meet us another day. That was our second defense, and there's no one that can fight on our level. We've beaten most of the units. At this point, Arissa comes out. There's some weird splices, but she says, Let me and Mayu challenge you at the next and Hall. Momo says, Okay, we look forward to it. Arissa goes to shake their hand to agree that it's going to be a match. They walk past her like she's not even there and go over to shake Mayu's hands instead. Keeping up with the running story of QQ believing Mayu is the only one and stars worth their time. There's still a lot to be said for Jungle and Natsuko in this match. Yeah. They made Utami and Momo look like a million bucks here. If it wasn't for the fact that I could watch Kigetsu and Hazuki like thumb wrestle and think it was the greatest match ever... This probably would have been my match of the night. It was that good. I did look up some of these splices because they're more prevalent throughout the rest of the show. Yeah. Turns out that there was a camera issue. Oh, okay. See, and we forget, we didn't mention it earlier, too. During the Mayu match, there was a, like, 10-second period in there where all the sound went out for a while. Right. Yeah. This episode seems to be coming out at a perfect time as we go into the main event of Hazuki challenging for the Red Belt, both in our timeline and present day. Hey. Hey. Yeah, we shoot to Hazuki who says, Today is an important match. My big title match with Kigitsu. I joined Oeratai and I've changed. Looking at myself in the mirror, it's time to beat Kigitsu and take away the red belt. Kigitsu then says, The main event in my beloved Edion Arena has finally arrived. There's not much to say before this match, so please enjoy. Here you go. This is once again, there's no frills. There's no joking around. They're both taking it as an important match. And... I, I dig it. That's how it should be. I have noticed that when Oidotai members do pre-match promos separately, they're pretty short and to the point. Yeah, yeah. And, again, not any pre-match shenanigans in this one like there have been in all the other match is. But one thing I did notice is that Natsu is running back and forth from corner to corner, like taking their gear and stuff. Like, the Oidotai members are not picking a side. They're actually helping right. both of them. Kudos to them. In the ring, in Japanese, Jack Tony is there to make sure all this starts off right. Hazuki is out with her high-speed championship, and there's no horsing around here. Everything is kept very formal for this match. And oh look, it's where I got part of the intro for our episodes. Yay! And Kigetsu comes out. <laughs> and there's another thing at the end of this that we have spent a lot of time at, but we'll get to that. Old Ref is in to check everyone for domestic objects, and we get underway with handshakes. And you can tell that Hazuki is a little wise to Kigetsu's tricks. Yeah. The bell rings and the crowd is a bit torn on this one, but the ladies quickly put them in suspense as they start with a pure wrestling match in the middle of the ring. Going through the gears, we get a bit of a kicking contest that Kegitsu wins. And with the reaction of the crowd, it's almost as if Kegitsu is the face in this match. Home arena, man. Mizuki holds on to the ropes to stop herself from running back across the ring. A drop kick to Kegitsu sees her roll outside, and as Suzuki is getting ready to fly, Kegitsu determines that she ain't ready for that yet. Kegetsu flips Suzuki over the top rope in the corner, and Suzuki starts to fly back in. But Kegetsu just stops her with a kick that dumps her to outside. As Kegetsu's getting ready to properly start the outside adventures off, 
Hazuki throws a chair in her face so she can get credit for flying out first. Holy shit, that chair to the face, man. She just chunked it. There was no, like, let me hit you nicely. It was, I'm throwing a chair at your face. And they are now fully outside and wrecking more chairs. Yes. Mr. Announcer, how many times are you going to tell us that this match is going outside the ring and to get out of the way? Uh, There was, like, one fat guy who just kept sitting there, even though, like, Starlight was, like, move, move. I don't like to pick on fat guys, but maybe he was confused and thought he was a cow. And I don't know. <laughs> he just really annoyed me. I'm really annoyed by bad crowds lately. Right. Just get out of the way. After Kagetsu wipes out Hazuki into a set of chairs, she starts kicking some out of the way. What? She missed some and want to make sure? Really cool spot here where Kagetsu goes and gets her own chair to bash Hazuki. And they do a cool camera angle where it shoots over to Natsu. And Natsu looks worried, like... Crap, are they just really about to just destroy each other? They're telling a really good story within Odeo Tai at this moment. For the first time in our timeline, and I think since we've started watching Stardom all together, Kigetsu, or anyone in Stardom, digs under the ring for a domestic object. Yeah. I do find it a bit silly that a folding chair was chosen over all those regular ones sitting out in the audience. I get it. It's safer. Yeah, she used it. Not safely. <laughs> Kigetsu headbutts Suzuki into the ring post and tries to follow up with a kick. But Azuki ducks and Kagetsu ends up kicking the ring post instead. At this point, you can hear Old Ref getting on to them about getting back into the ring. Yeah, I think the count is up to like 17 for Somewhere like the fourth there. time at this point. Back in the ring and Hazuki springboards over the top to land a double foot drop kick into the back of Kagetsu's head. Oh my god. Amazing looking. She follows up with a running foot to the head while Kagetsu's in the ropes. Hazuki gets out on the ring apron and DDTs Kagetsu onto it. Yeah, I think if you took somebody who didn't know stardom whatsoever and showed them this match, they would think these two people hated each other, not that they were best friends. That's me sometimes when I watch some of these spots. Yeah, this was insane how how hard they were bringing it to each other. Kigetsu kicks out of a cocky pin, and Hazuki just starts stretching her back across her knees for her troubles. There's one dude in the audience who is screaming for Kigetsu to win this. I hear him over everyone else here. Every match... Stiff elbows from Hazuki as Kigetsu tries to start a comeback, and Hazuki takes Kigetsu all the way down to the mat with them. Off the ropes, and Hazuki is picked up by Kigetsu into a fireman's carry. Hazuki wiggles out, and Kigetsu is quick with a kick to the midsection. Kigetsu dodges a clothesline and is able to spider climb the corner for a drop kick to Hazuki. Kip up from Kigetsu as Old Ref begins his double knockout count, and she is on fire to getting back at Hazuki. Springboard off the top rope from the apron and a nice drop kick to Hazuki in armbar number 31 until Hazuki can catch the ropes with her foot. Yeah. Hazuki escapes a choke slam. As Kigetsu tries to ignore it and run the ropes, Hazuki grabs her by her belt and drags her back in for a sweet looking backbreaker. Yeah, they, they're doing a really good job of telling the story of each of them knowing each other so well. Reverse code breaker to the back of Kigetsu, followed by a power slam. Hazuki goes up top and sees Kegetsu roll out of the way at the last second. So she barrel rolls out of the bad landing to go after her. But Kegetsu lays her out with a kick to the head. Back and forth running into each other after a series of stiff elbow trading. But Hazuki wins the short battle until Kegetsu kicks the freedom into her. Kegetsu finally gets in a choke slam and just keeps t- taking the offense to her. Fireman's carry to Hazuki into the corner. But before Kegetsu can even utter the words Oido Coaster, Hazuki brings her back down to mat level. And starts roughhousing her. Yeah, that was a really good throwback to uh, last month's show. Where she went for the audio coaster. And then Hazuki, you know, reversed out and did the pen attempt. 
Really nice callback. Mizuki is up in the corner and lands the HCK bomb. It only gets a two. Stalling vertical suplex to Keigetsu, and I thought she was dropped straight on her head. Yeah. Thankfully not. The power of Keigetsu yelling, man, must have been what helped that knee from Keigetsu lay out Hazuki here. Keigetsu gets up, and Hazuki is right behind her. They fight up on top of the turnbuckle for flight dominance by trading punches until Keigetsu headbutts her. From the second rope, Keigetsu slams her to the mat out of a fireman's carry. Hazuki still manages to get out of the way of an Oedo coaster and slips Keigetsu into a roll-up. Not enough, and Hazuki puts her back into the headlock. It takes a bit, but Keigetsu finally makes it over to the ropes. I did chuckle. Around 25-10 in the match time, mm -hmm. you could see old ref cup his ear to check and see if Kegetsu verbally submits. Yeah. Credit to them. This is the most intense headlock I've ever seen, and it had me. Yeah. Hazuki is up top for the HCK bomb, but Kegetsu pulls old ref pants to smack him into the corner buckle pad. This gives Kegetsu enough time to miss Hazuki while she's up top. They reverse places, and Kegetsu lands an Oido coaster but she's not happy with it just yet as she puts in a headlock, choke, submission, and Hazuki submits at 20-32, giving Kegetsu the win for her seventh defense. Yeah, I don't know what you call this headlock choke submission because she did it with her feet. Holy crap. This match made me realize something. We've enjoyed everything pretty much we've watched from stardom, but there are two matches that now, in our timelines, that we've watched that stand above the rest. Natsuko versus Jungle. And now, Hazuki versus Kigetsu. These Absolutely. are my two favorite matches in stardom. Insanely good matches. Both of them, they told stories. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. You have best friends just beating the crap out of each other. Really good on both of these matches. Definitely, should, you should go out of your way to check out both of those matches. Before we get too much further, while Kigetsu's catching her breath when they're bringing the mic in, Old Ref is readjusting Hazuki's spine. He's apparently a chiropractor, maybe? I don't know. I can see that. He he's looks, got her... He looks like a very wise fellow. She's, like, sitting there, and he's, like, got her knee in her back, and is, like, pulling elbows back, and I'm like... Cool. Let's just get right into it for a moment. My match of the night, obviously, Kigetsu and Hazuki. This was actually a questionable match for me, even though you call it your match of the night. <sighs> Hold on. Hold on. Guys. I'm not normally a fan of face-face or heel-heel matches, and you know this. Yes, I know. But I think the venue... And the pre-show tour, guided by Kagetsu, kind of fixed the audience here before we even got to the main event and gave it an actual face-heel matchup. Mm -hmm. Definitely smart on Stardust's part to subliminally do that to the audience before any of this started. You could tell that Hazuki did all of her homework going into this match. She tried to overcome every trick that Kagetsu had up her sleeves. But Kagetsu did the same, but better. Explaining why she came out ahead during this match. Overall, I think the match told a great story and had three distinct chapters to it, with each one being the beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Ensuring that everything was wrapped up after the match was over and Oedo Tai was still firmly under Kegetsu's control, and there wouldn't be any more internal struggle whatsoever. Yeah. And throughout the match, you can see the members of Oedo Tai scattered throughout the ringside area playing, paying close attention to everything happening. Basically trying to figure out if they have to follow a new boss or keep their mouth shut. I'm also really excited to see if this sparks something in Hazuki for her future high-speed title matches that she's been kind of, you know, slouching and not really trying out really hard for the past couple of times. Even though she's great, she hasn't given her all. I'm wondering if this is going to get us some even more and great Hazuki matches. That up in yeah. her little talk That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, with promo. Yeah, yeah. On a side note, looking back on this match with the insight that we have now, 
I can see that Kigetsu was telegraphing a lot in her post-match promo here. Yeah. Specifically when she talks about some of the other wrestlers would have to carry stardom moving forward. Yeah. Man, I'm right there with you. My match tonight was this, but it was almost a tie. Oh, who are you pulling up second? It was between the Azumi Konami versus a yeah. recent kid tag match. Really good match. In the world of stardom matchup that we just saw. Yeah, yeah. And both for the same reasons being really well planned out for the behind the scenes part. Yeah, I know I said that my second place was uh, QQ and Jan. Immediately right behind that was the uh, QQ Stars match for different reasons. But both were phenomenal matches. And maybe that's why Azuki and Kigetsu damn near killed each other in this match. Because you have to follow those two matches. But I think with the storytelling, I think with everything that happened, especially like I said with the post-match interview, it's my it's one of my top two favorite starter matches at this point. I, I plan on keeping maybe keeping up with those from here on out. To, if there's another one on these levels, popping them out. Dr. The Wife? Say, I am becoming a, a big fan of Hazuki. Every time I see her, she's really fun to watch. And now you have more of an opportunity to be her fan as she is joined with Mayu as the face of all faces in Stars. Dr. My Wife, are you abstaining? Yeah, because... Um, are you choosing I, the whole show as your match of the night? I didn't. I abstained. Oh, okay. So, but so, Hazuki, I'm becoming a fan of hers. That leads us to Hill of the Night. Dr. The Wife, you got a hill? Uh, I'm going to give it to the triplets because they always find a way, even though they try to be nice at the beginning, to sneak in a sneak attack. Fair. Waldo? Heel of the night for me would have to be Saki for trying to outpink recent women of wrestling signee Alex Gracia. You can tell that Saki threw the match for the betterment of Oidotai, almost like she was plotting it from the very beginning. Yes, she's trying to get away from the evilness that is Mayu. Mayu showed her true colors and is my heel of the That's it for me. I'm Waldo. I'm that. I am Dr. Watt. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media at Face Wrestling, on the Twitter and Facebook, and also at Dr. The Wife now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. As always, check out www.starter-world.com. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. You best say How many yen? There you go, 920 yen. One more, one more cheap plug to throw out there. Don't forget to check out that brand new Twitter page at Renegade Twins at Renegade.Twins. It's a brand new Twitter page. Check out the Renegade Twins. Renegade Twins all the belts. And don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good.